Swiss Family Robinson, Chapter Fifteen, Hopes of a Sledge, Some Short Lessons in Useful Things. I had observed along the shore many pieces of wood, of which I thought I could make a kind of conveyance for our cask of butter and other provisions from Tent House to Falcon Stream, and had secretly determined to go early the next morning before my family should be awake to the spot. I had fixed upon Ernest for my assistant, thinking that his indolent temper required to be stimulated to exertion. I made him feel as a great favor the preference I gave him, and he promised to be ready at a very early hour. I was also desirous to leave Fritz with the family as being the tallest and strongest. He was more able to afford protection. At the first dawn of morning, I quietly awoke Ernest. He got up, and we descended the ladder without being perceived by the rest. Who continued to sleep sound. We roused the ass, and I made him draw some large branches of a tree, which I wanted for my undertaking. We were not long in finding the pieces of wood, and set to work to cut them the proper length, and we then laid them crossways on the branches, which we thus converted into a kind of vehicle. We added to the load a little chest, which we found half buried in the sands, quite close to the waves. And then we set out on our return to Falcon Stream. When we reached our abode, the chest we had brought was soon opened by a strong hatchet, for all were eager to see what was within. It contained only some sailors' dresses and some linen, and both were wet with the sea. We then sat down tranquilly to breakfast, and I next inspected the booty of the young sportsman who had shot in all no less than fifty or. Olans and thrushes, and had used so large a quantity of powder and shot that they were about to resume their sport. My wife and I stopped them, recommending a more frugal use of those valuable materials. I taught them how to make some snares to be suspended from the branches of the fig tree, and advised them to use the thread of the karata, which is as strong as horsehair, for the purpose. What is new always amuses young persons, and the boys accordingly took a great fancy to this mode of sporting. Jack succeeded in his very first attempt. I left Francis to assist him, and took Fritz and Ernest to help me in making the new carriage. As we were hard at work, a prodigious clatter was heard among the fowls. The cock crowed louder than the rest, and the hens ran to and fro as if pursued. I wonder what is the matter with the creatures," cried my wife, rising. Every day I hear the hens cackling as if they had been laying eggs. At this moment, Ernest happened to look at the monkey and remarked that he fixed his piercing eyes on the hens. And when he saw my wife approaching, driving the hens before her, he jumped quickly into a hollow place under one of the roots of the tree and hid himself. Ernest was at the place as soon as he, and caught him with a new laid egg in his paw, which he was going to conceal. The monkey sprang away to another hole, and Ernest followed her. Here also he found some eggs, and brought them in his hat to his mother, who received them with great pleasure. The monkey, greedy of such food, had seized the eggs as soon as the hens had laid them. We inflicted no other punishment upon him for this little piece of canavery than that of tying him up when the hens were about to lay. My wife expressed her joy at this new acquisition and soon collected a great number of eggs. And we waited with impatience for the time when the hens would sit, in the hope of seeing their species multiplied. 
In the meanwhile, Jack had gone, got up into the tree and had suspended some of the snares to the branches to catch the little devourers of our figs. He came down again to bring us the susceptible intelligence that our pigeons had made a sort of nest there of some dry grass and that it already contained several eggs. I therefore forbade the boys from faring any more in the tree for fear of alarming our, or wounding these gentle creatures. I also directed that the snares should be frequently examined to see that the pigeons were not caught in them, as they might be strangled in their efforts to get loose. My sons had all murmured a little at my prohibition of the gunpowder, and little Francis, with his innocent face, came running to tell me that he was going to ask his brother to help him to sow some gunpowder that they might have plenty. We all laughed heartily at the idea, and Professor Ernest did not overlook the occasion to display his science. During these arrangements, the boys and I had been busily employed. Our work was completed. Two bent pieces of wood, the segments of a circle, which I fixed in their places by a straight piece of wood, placed across and firmly fixed to the bent pieces in the middle, and at the rear formed the outline of my machine. I then fastened two ropes in front, and here was a sledge as perfect as could be desired. As I had not raised my eyes from my work, I did not know what my wife and the two youngest boys had been about. On looking up, I perceived that they had been stripping off the feathers from a quantity of birds which the boys had killed, and that they afterwards spitted them on an officer's sword, which Fritz had fancied and brought from the ship, and which my wife had turned into this useful kitchen utensil. I approved of the idea, but I blamed her profusion in dressing more birds at once than we could eat. She reminded me that I had myself advised her to half-roast the birds before putting them into the butter to be preserved for future use. She was in hopes, she said, that as I had now a sledge, I should not fail of going to Tent House after dinner to fetch the cask of butter. And in the meanwhile, she was endeavoring to be ready with the birds. I had no objection to this, and determined on going to Tent House the same day, requesting my wife to hasten the dinner for that purpose. She replied that this was already her intention, as she also had a little project in her head, which I should be informed of at my return. I, for my part, had one, too, which was to refresh myself after the heat and fatigue of my laborious occupations by a plunge into the sea. I wished that Ernest, who was to accompany me, should bathe also, while Fritz was to remain at home for the protection of the family. <laughs>